Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast that explores primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This week, joining me in the monkey house, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome scientist, amateur primatologist, and comedian and writer as well on the side, Mr. Andy Matthews. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, obviously the science and the amateur primatology are my two professional yep. pursuits, and then yep. I managed to... You know, squeeze in a bit of writing. Yeah, on the side. Around the edges. But as you, as you imagine, amateur primatology does tend to... <laughs> it's one of those things. There's no such thing as a part-time amateur primatologist. Mm. I mean, you're always... You, it's like being a, um, I guess, a, a policeman or a leper. You know, you're never off the clock. No. You know, you're always, you're always lepering. Yeah. You're wherever always you are. Policing, you're always lepering. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the converted here. I'm mm. also an. I didn't. Mm. And preaching. Pro- I'm also a preacher. That's, right. You but, do fill a lot in to your yeah, time. Yeah. Do you? Um. Do you know that I'm an amateur primatologist as well? I I could tell. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, I could tell you weren't a professional primatologist. Right. Yeah. No, I don't want to go pro. Mm. I think, uh, much like old olden days Olympics, like mm-hmm. with the boxes, I think mm-hmm. it, you want to keep the money out of it. As soon mm-hmm. as you bring money, it's interesting because I was I was reading exactly. We were talking about Don Bradman, the yeah. Don, the Don, Australia's greatest cricketer, if Stra- not the world's. For American listeners, Australia's Babe Ruth. Yeah. Uh, for Eng- English listeners, Australia's uh, Don Bradman. Don Bradman, you yes. like cricket? You know what we're talking about. <laughs> All of you, all of you English. Um, yeah, and, and he had a, he had similar opinions about cricket. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it is with primatology. I don't think that you should make money from primatology because I think that cheapens it. You know? I've always said keep the money out of monkey business. Exactly. And there's a lot of money to be had, obviously. Yeah. It's just sloshing around. You yeah. Know? You want the money, it's there. But the, the, resisting that temptation, I believe, is the... You know, it's the secret to good primatology. Yeah, it gets dirty after that. Then all of a sudden, what are you observing gibbons, right? Mm. But, mm. I mean, you're observing them through these 
dollar sign sort of cartoonish eyes. Yeah, which has got to obscure your vision, make yeah. it hard to see the gibbon. Exactly. That's so, a gibbon. That's a gibbon. <laughs> Apologies for that early in the episode. Uh, this week, it's the first episode. Andy, you were actually on the first ever episode. Uh, well, there's some debate about that. But yeah, well, we won't sure. get into it. I mean, that's, it's complicated, but yeah. uh, sort of the first episode. Yeah. And again, you're here at the start of a new era. A new phase. And uh, it just feels so good. Um, we're trying something different. It's, this is a little Minnesota, mm. which means it's about... The beautiful city of Minnesota. Slash <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I don't. That might not be right. Anyway, coincidentally, this is a it's sub, also going to be subprimates. Yeah, the subprimate crisis. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> Trying to do a, a global financial crisis. I, uh, I was there with fun. you. Yeah. I reckon that was almost enough. Thanks. You just had to commit to the dismount. I've never stuck a landing, by the way. Never. Yeah. Even as a what gymnast <laughs> especially not as a gymnast <laughs> uh so this week i'm going to be telling you andy about uh a little story from the primatologist verse which is the universe of primatology mm-hmm. uh and this particular story I, I i put it to you before and you know a little bit about it. it's the monkey selfie case yeah well i was saying that i i know about the monkey selfie case to the level of having read headlines and opening paragraphs of articles about the monkey problem case, which I think makes me an expert. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely be interviewed on one of the commercial channels on a morning TV show about this topic and I would, yeah, I reckon I'd get away with it. What what would be your soundbite? Everyone loves a selfie, but this chimp got more than he uh, clicked for when he (laughs) took a... Cheeky snap of his chimpy face. I didn't ask you to reread the opening paragraph of the Herald Sun story. <laughs> <laughs> that well, there's a few inaccuracies in that. It's not a chimp. Oh. Uh, there's some debate whether it's a he or a she. But mm. uh, so in 2011, a nature photographer mm. named David Slater travelled to Indonesia and trekked through a rainforest to take photos of the critically endangered. Sulawesi crested macaque. Critically endangered. Critically. So it's just <laughs> like the audience is, they're not endangered according to the audience, but yeah. the critics, you know. Yeah, it doesn't do big numbers with the audience, but mm. the critics, or no, it does do big numbers with the audience, but yeah. the critics really see it in yeah, small numbers. Yeah, it's a splat on yeah. the, the yeah. splatometer. That's yeah. the one. Sorry, I forgot the technical term. Uh, so the Sulawesi crested macaques, known by many names, uh, including the black crested macaque. Uh, it's also known and as the black crested macaque. Yeah, the macaque. Obviously, there's big debate over that in the amateur primatologist. So much debate so early in the episode. Yeah, there's a lot of debate. Well, we're not afraid to wade in, though. That's right. Because money doesn't come into it. It's not like we're affected mm. by big monkey or mm. a big ape. Mm-hmm. Some people do uh, sometimes incorrectly refer to the black crested macaque as the black ape um, because they have a very short tail. Almost, you know, you almost can't see it. It's that short. Wow. Um, and that is the easiest way to pick a difference between an ape yeah. and a monkey is I mean, it's ar- Yeah, sure. And it's easy to argue that a tail that you can't see, is it a tail at all? Yeah. If a tail can't be seen in the woods, mm. et cetera. Um, <laughs> the black-crested macaque is an old world monkey. <laughs> Do you know much about the differences between the old and the new world monkeys? Uh, no. I no. did a little bit of reading for you. 
That's um, more a professional primatologist kind of a that's, thing. That's true. Um, so I read some professional uh, primatologist websites and came up with some of these differences, including uh, New World monkeys have prehensile, prehensile tails, which they use like a fifth limb, mm. whereas the Old World monkeys have a tail that I guess just flops around. <laughs> They use it like a sixth limb, yeah. which is one that you like, because by the time you get to six limbs, you really start to take them for granted and you do just let them go. Yeah. You know, the fifth limb, I think we're, we're, we'd all be excited about a fifth limb, but if you give us a sixth limb, we wouldn't know what to do with yeah. it and we would just let it flop. Well, you, well, you say you, you don't know, but it sounds like maybe you know more than you let on. Yeah. Old world monkeys also have opposable thumbs as well as floppy tails. <laughs> um, so I guess that maybe that's maybe uh, the new world monkeys. Yeah. Opposable thumb is their tail, in a yeah. way. Um, so uh, the New World monkeys just have five fingers all mm. in a row. They can't do what I'm doing now, which is opposing my thumb. No thumb wars. No thumb wars. No, yeah. no thumb kisses, no thumb hugs. Old World monkeys also have pads on their butts to make sitting more comfortable. <laughs> and New World monkeys do not. No pads. Uncomfortable sitting. Yeah. Yeah, they always do look a bit restless, especially <laughs> when you see them in court photography. Yeah, always shifting which in their I imagine seats. will come in uh, into this uh, a little later on. Yeah, yeah, yep. shifting around. Bit of foreshadowing there that this is going to become something of a legal situation. Which uh, is why it's it's lucky that the black crested macaque is an old world monkey with a beautiful padded butt, buttocks. Yes. So with this knowledge... Uh, I've written this down as a question. I'd obviously, at this part of the report, I wasn't sure I'd have enough to go on, but I've written down. Andy, which would you rather be, old world or new? <laughs> You're putting, do you want the, the tail? Do you want the thumb? Do you want the padding? Do you like a bony butt? Uh, <laughs> I love a bony butt, me. Yeah. 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 I like to like to come down real hard, you know, butt-wise. Yeah. Um, butt-wise Gamgee on a... On a you know on a pew or an unpadded stool and just feel the contact. Yeah, butt you know? on chair. Yeah, and I sit hard. You know, some people walk hard. Yeah, I sit hard. Dewey Cox. Yeah, I love to sit. I love to sit so much that my skeleton mm. naturally, uh, if left to its own devices, will form a sitting position. Yeah, so is, if is I was it often led to, in space? <laughs> led to its own devices? Yes, your skeleton. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm floating in space, I'm I'm sitting on an air chair. Yes. Well, are you? No. No, because there's no, <laughs> no air. I mean, you picked the worst possible example. If an air chair is what you were going for, you picked the the one region of the universe, space, where there isn't any. So, well done. Oh. But if I if I do lie in bed and I'm not concentrating on my posture, I will just sit down, sit, lie down, sitting down, sit down, lying down. Man, your pronunciation of the word bed. Bed, bed, is in, is it is incredible? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> when you say it, sounds like bed. Shakespeare. Yeah, it sounds well. It, it's one of the most Australian things I've ever heard. Bed, bed. Oh no. B a i r d. That's how Matt says bed. How way do you say it now? Bed, bed, At bed. Oh, when now. I sit lying down in bed, bed. Well, I was actually talking about um, um, former Hamlet. premier of New South Wales, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike Baird. Mike Baird. When I sit, when, when, when I, I lie curl down, up. <laughs> in Mike Baird, oh, in the he gives me position. a little head rub, and I just sit there. Wow, the this is supposed to be a short hip. episode. <laughs> oh dear. 
Uh, look, and anyway, give me that bony butt any oh, day. All right, of the you, week. you've got it. Yeah, it's yours. I have that power. Um, here's some more information on the appearance of the black crested macaque uh, from Wikipedia. Yeah, who, who actually come into the story? They're they're somehow telling the story and involved in this story. Wikipedia. Wow, wow, that's classic unreliable narrator yeah, stuff. So we're going right. to find out halfway through that Wikipedia was the serial killer all along. Yeah. Or something like that. It had twit, split personalities. Very Vonnegutian. V- Vonnegutian, yes. Vonnegutian, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from Wikipedia, it's skin and hairless faces with the exception of some white hair in the shoulder range, entirely jet black. Mm, jet black. Jet black. Yeah. Jets are white though, aren't they mostly? Yeah, what it's is weird. jet black? So does that mean white? Is jet black uh, yeah. white? Jet black is white. Okay. So with the exception of the white bits, they're entirely white. White. With Got it. Um, also some sort of army logos yeah. <laughs> printed onto them. Just a, a shark's mouth painted <laughs> yep. on their nose. And uh, Tom Cruise is riding inside of them. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, well. That's... I mean, the jets he rode in weren't white so much. Oh, unless he was going on a promotional tour for the movie Top Gun. Which he was. Which he was. Probably did that more than he did actually going in and, uh, regular jets. And John Travolta was also inside of that. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess. Well, there have been allegations that both of them are inside the same thing. So uh, That's true. Yep. Scientology? I don't think that's an allegation. That's. I think they're both owned uh, up to it. Great. I was going for a different thing. Unusual for a primate. Uh, it, <laughs> it has striking reddish-brown eyes. That is unusual. That is striking. I would be struck by that. <laughs> Reddish brown. Auburn? Would you call that an Auburn? Auburn is an even better description. Thank you. <laughs> uh, their life expectancy is estimated approximately 20 years in the wild. Mm. So that, I mean. That's what they expect. Yeah. But, you know, you always ex- you always expect the worst, don't you? And you then do. hope for the best. Yeah. So what's their life hopency? They, well, sometimes they subvert expectations and yeah. they live for millennia. Forever. <laughs> But their key is not having high expectations. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got pitch for twenty. Yeah, twenty. I think if it's like going into a movie, I I always Mm -hmm. like to expect it to be ordinary. I always always... like to expect it to be twenty years long. (laughs) (laughs) That if it comes at two and a half hours, three, as they're saying for the new uh, Avengers movie, could be the length. I'm like, well, it was too long, but it wasn't twenty years. Yeah, it could have been longer. Anyway, so now you've got a good picture in your head of the black crested macaque. Fantastic. White, auburn eyes, full of uh, <laughs> 90s fi- action film stars. <laughs> action film stars? Nah, yeah. Arguable with Travolta, isn't oh, well, it? Well, Travolta, he was in uh, Broken Arrow. Was he in that? Or was yeah. that. Uh... And Christian Slater. Right. Two I... sides of the same coin. Crazy, because in my mind, I think I'd combined both of those guys into one. Um, what's the guy? The other guy who was in Top Gun. Uh, anyway, that guy. They both, man. Yeah, they both form that guy in my mind. I, I bet if you put them into a test tube and spun them around really fast, you'd get him out, whoever it is that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> other guy. He was also Batman that time. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'll remember that, I reckon. Yeah, well, it's maybe got a cool. edit got... it in later on. All right, Val Kilmer, I am genuinely adding this in in post. So anyway, David Slater was in the Indonesian rainforest to photograph these beautiful macaques, macaques. Mm. Uh, he teamed up with a local guide who helped him find a group of the macaques and uh, they walked together for a few days, about three days straight, and at the time he told the media that 
They befriended us and showed absolutely no aggression. They were just interested in the things I was carrying. He mm. didn't mention what he was carrying. Classic friend stuff. Though. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> what are you carrying? <laughs> What's that? What's that in your bag? You know, oh, we're so close. Is, is it... <laughs> I've never felt so close to you. What, yeah. what do you got there? <laughs> uh, as they walked through the forest, he took photos of them, but he was struggling to get any great close-up shots. So mm. we tried something a little different, a little oh, out of the ordinary. Yes. He set up a camera on a tripod with a wired remote control. Mm-hmm. He left some food. Now, was that a, a wired remote control? Yeah, is that... That still works, right? Yeah. Because the remoteness doesn't mean unwired. That's not remote; just means away from it, right? Yeah, right. So it's you know we've used one like when Evan sets up the uh, photo booth at stupid old events. This is a good reference. It is a good reference. Stupid old studios (laughs) where we're recording the thing. Evan Munro Smith, the guy who composed the theme music for this very podcast, he's also a photographer and a filmmaker and has his own TV show. yeah. I don't know why he needs us in the company, to be honest. Don't tell him that. Especially now that he has a button, a wired remote that he can use to switch on the cameras and film his own TV show. Yeah, he can do everything remote. He's I don't a know why he forgets. Band. He shouldn't get out of bed anymore. Yeah. I'd just be sitting there in bed. With <laughs> out my, of uh, Mike Bed. Mike Bed. Oh, because I, I wasn't thinking about it then. Did I say it weird uh, again? You still said it pretty weird. Damn it. I mean, you'd split the difference. But, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he set up the remote control. Uh, and then left some food next to it and the camera to sort of entice them in. And then he played the waiting game. Yes. Uh, that movie um, with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Is that, is that what that's called? No, it's just called Waiting. Forget it. So many references to movies that I don't have all the information about on this. They're the, these are, they're the best They're the best references. references. The ones that make people frustrated at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not just at home. That's true, on the tram <laughs> or the train. Or here in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, before long, the inquisitive monkeys came over and started pushing the button, essentially taking selfies. Mm. They were quite mischievous. This is this is. A... I wonder if they could could they see the little screen? Could they see themselves? on They the couldn't screen? see the screen, but they could see their reflection in the lens. Yeah, and right. and supposedly they would never have seen their own reflections before. Um, so they were very interested in in looking right mm. into the lens, which sure, is sure, helpful. Sure. And they also found the sound very. Um, interesting. It made him go wild, apparently. It made him make lots of noise when the clicking sound started happening. Uh, this is a quote from Slater. They were, they were quite mischievous, jumping all over my equipment. And, and it looked like they were ready, already posing for the camera when one hit the button. The sound got his attention and he kept pressing it. At first, it scared the rest of them away, but they soon came back. It was amazing to watch. He must have taken hundreds of pictures by the time I got my camera back but not very many of them were in focus. This is just the standards of modern photography, though. Like if it was back in the film days, the monkey would have taken his time to get the perfect shot. But now because everything's digital, it's yeah. meaningless. It's like, oh, yeah, you're not burning through film. No, you could just so whatever. delete the card and yeah. go again. So, yeah, that's classic, you know, millennial macaques. Yeah. <laughs> These are probably Gen Z macaques. Well, yeah, if they're under 20, uh yeah. Yeah, and they most probably are. Most probably well, well, expected. Expected, yeah, yeah. I would expect that they are younger than that. So after reviewing the shots, he adjusted a few settings and went again. After a bit of trial and error... He, the he... monkey adjusted some settings <laughs> and went again. The learning curve on this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what, half an hour ago? Yeah. Never seen a camera. <laughs> again, that's the Gen Z. They are, quick they are to digital ta- natives. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so after I, I assumed the macaque adjusted a few settings and went again. Bit of trial and error. And then again, Slater reviewed the shots. Christian Slater. Christian Slater <laughs> from uh, Broken Arrow and uh, Heathers, I think. <laughs> After a bit of trial, Christian Slater reviewed the shots again. And this time he was blown away. The photos he got were amazing. Have you, and you've seen this photo? I've seen these, these photos of this macaque. Yeah. These incredible close-ups. He looks like he's got there. He's smiling into the camera. It's beautiful. It's well, the first time I saw it, I'm it's like... perfectly in it, focus. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I assumed it wasn't a real photo. Mm. First. It doesn't... Like, it looks like it's making a face that you wouldn't think it... You'll put a link to it or you'll put it... Yes. The, the image itself with the... People, podcast I think people like. will be will be able to uh, see this. I mean, and if you if you want to Google it, if you just look look up monkey selfie, it'll be the first thing that comes up. Um, so the most iconic one of there's a few great photos, but the most iconic one is where he's looking straight in he or she. There is people um, dispute that mm. the monkey was looking right into the lens with its beautiful reddish brown eyes uh, or auburn eyes mm. and grinning ear to ear. Just the biggest smile. It looks. It's, it looks so happy. It's got to be one of the best photos of all time <laughs> of of anyone of any kind. Yes, of any species. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'd agree. Mm. I'd put that up against any rhino photo or any rhino selfie. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they take a bit longer. Now, do we know if he used his opposable thumb in the taking? I believe it was it was uh, opposable thumbed. Yeah. Right. So this is the kind of photo that maybe. A new world monkey might not be able to take, mm. which you know is is probably that's probably the saddest part of this episode. <laughs> that's the saddest fact you might <laughs> might uh, hear today. Um, so excited by what he saw, Slater sent them off the photos uh, to his agent to try to sell them. Um, and uh, you know this is how he made his living. He's a, a professional photographer. Mm. That's why, in some ways, you know he's lost what got him into the art in the first place. It's all dollar signs in his eyes. Yep. Yeah, uh, his beautiful auburn eyes. Oh yeah, I should say uh, Slater is also a macaque. In so many, that I've, makes me so unhappy. Uh, no, ah. to be uh, look, I say that. I mean, in in, in a, I should say in a lot of ways, he's a macaque. Mm. I mean, mm. technically, he's a human, but he did live with the macaques for three yes. days. Yeah. So I mean, where do you draw the line? Three days. That's where I draw the line. Yep. You're a macaque in my eyes. <laughs> you did it. The photo started appearing on websites and newspapers around the world. It blew up. Apparently, it was, his e- email inbox was just flooded with requests to buy the rights for the photos to, to show it. Um, so far, this is the happiest story I've ever heard. It's a beautiful, great story. Everyone is doing well. Wait, do you remember the fact that New World Monkeys can't take selfies? Oh, God, you're right. I guess there's no joy without suffering. That's true. You know, if there weren't non-opposable thumbs, we wouldn't even comment on the fact that our thumbs were opposable. They'd just be thumbs. They'd just be thumbs. So there's no opposability without non-opposability. Yeah. Is non-opposability posability? I guess so. (laughs) Uh, Before long, Slater found that his... Sorry, this is where it gets a bit more complicated. Slater found that his photo had been uploaded onto Wikimedia Commons, meaning that they had deemed it to be copyright free. Slater sent an email asking for an explanation, and after reviewing the shot, Wikimedia decided that Slater could not have copyright on the photo as he didn't take the photo. The monkey did. 
And as animals cannot own copyrights, the photo slips into the public domain. That was the Wikimedia call. Yeah, right. And I mean... Wikimedia, who are Wikimedia? Are they related to Wikipedia? Yeah, Wikimedia is the company that, like the umbrella company, I think, over right. Wiki, okay. Wikipedia, okay. etc. Yeah, and Wikimedia Commons is just where you, it's all like royalty-free images. Yeah. So and someone there, some they've got some lawyers. Yeah, they've got lawyers. lawyers. Yeah. Who are looking at these things and they are like, nah, that one, that's the monkey. The monkey took that. Yeah. I wonder how many other famous photographs are on there because monkeys took them. Yeah. Not necessarily selfies, but like you look at some of the old ones, like photos of the Titanic and that sort of thing. They're up there. I wonder if that's because they were all taken by monkeys. I think. It, I think in a lot of cases, yes. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a real loophole. It is a big. It's a big old loophole. Mm. Yeah. They've also got the most to gain from it as well. So they're like, yeah, now this is definitely ours to mm. host. Well, that's where other lawyers come into the game. I assume. Yeah. Are, there, are, are other lawyers going to? There are other lawyers. Potentially mm. not. You know. They're such a big company. They're not for profit, but it's a huge company. Mm. Um, I mean, they're you know they're asking for our donations once a year. Can only imagine that that means that they're absolutely loaded. <laughs> How many millions? Jimmy Wales is emailing emailing me, and uh... you know Jimmy Wales's name. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. say so you read that blurb. I, I donated to Wikipedia, Wikipedia one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, I got to support. Kept him afloat. Well, I, I, I think it's a, it is a great resource, mm. and that's why I have also uh, thought about donating, and we'll See, do. We now. both we're both the same in that sense, in that we've both thought about donating. I mean, I followed it up and donated, yeah. but at the thinking stage, you and I are indistinguishable. You know, thought that counts. Does yeah. that apply here? Yeah. 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 Great. Uh, this story does make me like them slightly less. Though. If they're a not-for-profit, surely you're helping them by not giving them money. Yeah, that's like right. You're that's their goal. Reducing your chances of not of making a profit. <laughs> I'll do you a solid. I won't donate anything this year. You're welcome. If you like, you can give me some of that money that's been donated. And if you, you next time you get I'll the send urge, them my just... bank. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Details. Send it straight to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Then we'll be both helping to. Yeah. Uh, you'll be cutting out the middleman mm-hmm. and we'll, yeah, we'll all help, you know, the, the circle of life. Yeah. Uh, Finding the photo up there angered Slater, but um, due to how expensive a lawsuit would be for him to bring it against uh, such a big giant, he mm. did not do so, or ha- has not as yet anyway. Um, at Wikimania 2014, so this is a big conference. Yeah, for wow. w- Wikimedia, Wikimedia have Wikimania. Mm. Uh, I think it's where uh, people on the board, etc., go briefly for a time, go mad and. Uh, <laughs> It's something to do with pollen or yeah. you know, the, the the movement of the moon, I think. So they find it safe to all get in the same sort of conference center and, yeah. and experience the madness together, you know, away from the public. Sure. Um, it's weird that they do it in a place that has a high pollen count. Hose it all down. Yep. And, uh, and everyone, you know, sort of shakes it off and, and yeah. without memory of what just went on. It's like it never happened. Uh, so the 2014 Wikimania was in London. 
Uh, and an attendees were encouraged to take selfies with the famous monkey selfie, basically to rub it in Slater's face. Wow. Even co-founder Jimmy Wales was encouraging people to take these uh, selfies. And he did one himself, which you can find online as well. And according to the Wikipedia page that's dedicated to this whole story, reaction to these selfies was mixed. Wiles' reaction, uh, Wiles' action was criticised by some users on Twitter and Wikipedia um, for what appeared like tactless gloating. It's very does, unbecoming. Does seem a bit weird. Mm. Like what? What? Who are we? What? Who are we rubbing it into? This photographer who got this great photograph of the got the monkeys to take a great photograph. Yes. Yes, look at this amazing photograph we wouldn't have had without you. Now. Suck it. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Really brutal. But it just seemed weird to me. Apparently that he was, you know, and I I did, I've heard interviews with him where he's like, yeah, it was, that made me feel a bit crap. (laughs) Yeah. Did they know what they were doing when they were taking these selfies, Jimmy Wales, or was there just some food and a remote control there and he was jumping around and getting excited by the clicking? Because it's possible he didn't know what was going on himself. Well, that's true, and I'm pretty sure I read that he has uh, opposable thumbs. Yeah, I mean, that checks out then. He would have been able to hold the yeah, remote. I, I hadn't mean, considered that. You saw that somewhere. Yeah, I did see yeah. that somewhere. Citation needed, but saw that somewhere. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't the end of it, uh, the Wikipedia, Wikimedia um, section of the story, Peter now gets involved. Uh, Andy, who you would know as the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Mm. Uh, I know Pamela Anderson has been involved with them mm-hmm. and other, like the big celebrity thing. A lot of celebrities get involved. Yeah, and do photo shoots like dressed, dressed as seals or covered in blood or like getting their brains bashed out by someone with a club or something like that. Yeah, so it's all, so it's all about... Um, I guess they're in, in a way they're like people who are trying to um, ethically treat eth- ethically animals. treat animals. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah to yeah. put it in layman's terms. Yes. Mm, mm. So Peter, they're uh, for it. They're yes. for the ethical. Yes. Yes. That's even more clear than what yeah. I said. Yep. Uh, the, the Peter sued Slater, Christian Slater. Mm. Uh, the <laughs> I love it. A curve, absolute curveball. <laughs> that's an aside. They also did sue. Uh, Slater, who we're talking about now, yeah. as everyone remembers, first name was... So far, everyone in this story has uh, an animal as their surname, you know? Slater, those little bugs that crawl around with ah. all the legs. Jimmy Wales. Right. You know? Do you think it's a conspiracy? Well, there's just something there. I'm, just, I'm not saying anything so far. Right? Okay. But I'm seeing patterns starting to emerge. Pamela Anderson. Son. And, son, you know, often um, animals, animals have, have, sons. have sons. Some animals do. Mm. Uh, so it was David Slater. Sorry, I made a mistake there. It wasn't yeah. actually Christian Slater. Sure. Peter sued David Slater. Um, as Slater had self-published the photos in a book, a wildlife photography book, and oh, Peter wow. were like, WTF, mate, this is not on. This is really taking it to the next level, though, now, right? Because not only have Wikimedia used it and said that it's not his, now Peter are the ones who's saying he can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there's. So yeah. But hang on. So that. But but so and but then Peter must also be saying that it's not in the public domain. Because if it was in the public domain, then he would have been able to. Uh, he would have been able to put it in his book just because it was in the public domain, presumably. That's right, yeah. So, which is interesting. I guess they would have had the option to sue Wicom, uh, Wikimedia, right? Say it isn't in the public domain. Uh, mm. 
but instead yeah. they went for the smaller target. I hadn't considered that, but that does seem to make sense, right? They yeah. they went for the what they saw as the easier win. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So they've sued him. So they sued him, not only him, but also the self-publishing book company Blurb Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sued them on behalf of the macaque or macaque. According to an article on Vice, under Rule 17B of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, a minor or person who is incapable of acting on their own behalf can be represented in court by their next friend, in inverted commas, someone who's very close to them, about as close as a guardian or a parent. So Peter sued Slater and Blurbink as the monkey's next friend. Wow, but we know that Slater befriended the monkeys, so surely... Human friend-wise, he's their next friend. I mean, I'm just saying, that's a legal out avenue that's open to him. Well, they're, they're, apparently this was a big part of, like, a lot of people like, you, how are you the next friend? You, yeah. You've never even met this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that monkey is my friend. Uh, uh, and even just to be able to go, we know which monkey it was. Yeah. To do that, they uh, got involved with a primatologist, I think a professional, um, named yep. Doc, Dr. Engelhart of the Macaca Nigra project, and that's the, I think that's the Latin mm, for the MNP, the black macaque, yep. black crested macaque. Um, and and uh, doctor, the doctor was able to say that they were close to the monkey in the selfie, recognising it by face alone as Naruto, a macaque uh, she had studied since birth. Um, Naruto's birth, I'm assuming, not her birth. <laughs> <laughs> Is she breathing quick? <laughs> Show her the monkey. Enkelhart, <laughs> uh, though, she withdrew herself from Peter's case in May 2016, saying she felt there was no mutual trust and understanding between her and Peter anymore, and the situation had escalated to a point where she felt it was time for her to step out. Because this is already this is already so crazy. We're already so far removed from it feels like any real connection to reality or what's important. Now, Peter, they're obviously trying to create some sort of test case. Yeah. Right? They're not going after this because they hate David Slater and think that he's exploiting a monkey. Right? They are going after this because they're somehow, I presume, trying to establish the the personhood of the mechanic. Exactly. That's what this is really about. And animals about. in general. And therefore, by extension, or animals in general. That's right. They're yeah. basically, they're, they're do, this case is to try to get anim, uh, improve animal rights. Because if you can take a selfie, then you have a self. Right. Right? That's right. Mm. I, I don't know if they put it that succinctly. Fuck, I struggle with succinctly as a word. Why do I keep if going If you were shorter in some way. <laughs> Yeah. They set you up to fail there. That double C in the middle there. And then just when you're recovering from the double C, there's another C. But oh. the C that you pronounce differently. Very, very frustrating. Yeah. So the whole case was um, that David Slater couldn't have copyright to publish the photos mm. because he didn't take the photo. Naruto did. So it's Naruto's copyright and they wanted uh, that to be proven in law or whatever mm. that uh, Naruto had the copyright of the photo, thus proving that, as you say, animals have they've basically become people. But almost. it's interesting that the basis on which they're launching the... I mean, is this interesting? The basis on which Peter are launching the court case is that the monkey is unable to represent itself. Right. right? It's too... Um, you know, Well, it's, it doesn't have the grasp of the legal system, probably doesn't have the finances, and you know what the legal system... 
system is like now. It's all about how much money you've got because you can afford to get the best lawyers. Yes. Right? So the monkey can't do it. But they're also saying that the monkey is capable of taking an, a photograph and owning the rights to it. So it's weird that they're trying to play both sides of the... Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, this this monkey, yeah, has rights, yeah, should be able to take photos. Show me the monkey. Yeah. It Bring can your monkey. It can represent itself yeah. in court. Yeah. Or at least by someone who's met him or, or her. Looks like it. Yeah. Peter's lawsuit requested that Naruto be assigned copyright and that Peter be appointed to administer proceeds from the photos for the benefit of Naruto and other crested macaques in the reserve on Sulawesi. So that's another thing. It's like mm. we want it, we want animals to have rights and we also want to get the money from this photo to spend on mm. macaques. Yeah, but and then that money should go to monkeys in general, not to the monkey in person. It's it's so nebulous, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, and and like, I get it. I love monkeys. Yeah, they should be looked after. This case that you're bringing against this photographer who was trying to study them, trying to get attention for them being endangered, it's it just feels gross, right? Yeah, it's just unpleasant to take this person to court who doesn't deserve it. Yeah, and a guy who said, you know, he's like, I'm an animal lover. I, yeah. I, I've argued on uh, for Peter in mm. at dinner parties, mm. and now they're coming at me because I took a photo of an an endangered uh, macaque who mm. I was, I thought I was, you know, trying to bring attention to. Although I don't know how much of that he's sort of rewritten his his um his motivations. motivations after he was the just fact. trying to get a cool picture of a dumb monkey. Because at the time there were. There were things like he was he was describing the monkey as a he, and more recently he's been like, no, I definitely saw the color of their rump, I remember it, and that was definitely a female monkey, so it couldn't have been Naruto, right? But it but there but he's spoken mm. to media at the time saying it was a he, so it's sort of I don't know. I mean I'm I'm not casting any aspersions here against the Slater bug. <laughs> I don't mean to do that at all. Um, I I'll, imagine he felt just like rolling up into a ball when all this was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and sort of surmise um, briefly what happened in courts over the following three years. Sure, 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 because we're running out of time. We are uh, on this mini-sode, uh, which is becoming less mini by the mi- minute. Mm. Uh, in 2016, US District Judge William Oreck III, great name, said great name. that the copyright law does not extend its protection to animals, dismissing the case on the 28th of January, ruling that if Congress and the President intended to take the extraordinary step of authorising animals as well as people and legal entities to sue, they could and should have said so plainly. But obviously they didn't. It's mm. not one of those ones where they go, I think they meant what they meant mm. to say here. Mm. Well, they didn't say animals, but, you know, the vibe is there. That's yeah. kind of, And he's like, I don't think yeah. that's right. I like an active, you know, it's all the American legal system is fascinating. I don't understand the first thing about it. They seem to have about 80 different types of courts, all with the power to overrule each other, which must just be so much fun. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think this is one of those things that comes down to like, you know, you get activist judges supposedly and they're ones who are willing to interpret the right. constitution in these complicated ways and, or, or, or just in, in a modern sense, like you would with people who are trying to in, influence gun control and saying, well, obviously the types of um, guns that they had 
uh, in the 1800s are different to the kind that they have now and they probably didn't mean that everyone should have an AK-47 under their pillow. But monkeys haven't changed that much since the time of the Constitution that, like, the kind of monkeys that they said, I presume, didn't have copyright, uh, you know, entitlements at the time. Now, obviously, monkeys have come so far that they deserve them. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, something that probably Abraham Lincoln and the other forefathers, mm. there were forefathers, right? I Abraham four- Lincoln, <laughs> Babe Ruth. Uh, oh, I mean, this isn't even a joke. Donny Osmond. Is, uh, Donny Osmond. Uncle forget, Sam. Uncle Sam. Yeah, was, the forefather. Big... Well, he doesn't sound like a father, though. He's an uncle. Forefathers oh. and an uncle, so there oh, must be one more father. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I learned all that from that movie, Four yeah. Fathers and an Uncle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's right. I get They didn't know that they were going to take and selfies. they're all on Mount Rushmore. So. They are, yeah. 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 The five heads of mm. Mount Rushmore. Mm. Which were featured in Richie Rich. Richie movie? Rich, that's yeah. right, yeah. And he had his own McDonald's. Isn't that great? What that's what you do movie. if you're rich. Yeah. Yeah, you get a franchise there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in March 2016, Peter filed a notice of appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm. This is the kind of court that you're talking about. Banana bloody pills, I reckon. Uh, an agreement between Slater Blurb and Peter was reached on the 11th of September 2017. And I guess in a way there, that date makes me think that this whole case is something that could have only happened in a post 9-11. Oh, world. as soon as you read that date, you know that what we're dealing with here. Yeah, it just feels like there's in the 90s or before this wouldn't have come up. No. It just feels like this is a real modern... Well, that was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Certainly no selfies in that simpler time. No. Uh, so that was... So re- it raises the question, did the self exist? Oh, mm. before the selfie. Yeah. Or were we all just... Floating in space. <laughs> I can't remember. Floating in fa- space with this air to sit on. Yeah, air seat. Uh, so, so an agreement was reached between the three parties in which Slater agreed to donate 25% of any future income from their selfies to charities that help protect monkeys, but the court, uh, did not accept How this agreement. How many did he have to give to charities that attack monkeys? Oh, uh, that was, that's where it gets complicated. That was the other 75%. That was the other 75 That is not a good deal for Peter. They, they really screwed the pooch on this yeah, one. Did. And I imagine screwing pooches is something they're also against. They are furiously against it, yes. But they, so the court did not accept this. It seems like, from my understanding, um, this settlement was reached because Peter realised that if the case went to ruling, it might set a new precedent in the opposite yeah. direction, actually taking rights away from animals mm-hmm. that they already had. So they wanted to um, settle and basically s- mm. strike the case from the records mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously simplifying this and lawyers would find this frustrating, but I don't think there's too many listening. It's mainly amateur primatologists mm. who tune in. So Peter changed tact and so did Slater as an animal lover. He didn't want that outcome either. So he also seemed okay to come to the settlement. But the court saw this as a dangerous manipulation of the court process. If you can start going, oh, we don't like the way this is going, we're going to... Oh, oh, this is getting so. This is getting deep, isn't it? It is. So they, so they basically, uh, in April 2018, just last year, the Ninth Circuit denied the motions to vacate the case and issued its ruling in favour of Slater, saying that the animals that animals cannot legally hold copyright claims. Um, and this from a... Because they don't have opposable thumbs. They don't have opposable thumbs. Can't hold anything. Yeah. So it's the paper. They just yeah. can't hold They can... <laughs> With their tail, maybe, but then it's all scrunched up. Yeah. Um, this is from the Wiki article. 
Uh, in its ruling, the court also expressed concern with Peter's motivations and actions during the case that were aligned to promote their own interests rather than protect Naruto, as they found Peter's actions, i.e. attempting to vacate the case when the group learned that the potential for landmark case law to be set to be troubling. They found it to be troubling, mm. the court. So it's all a bit confusing, and it's still a little bit up in the air, I think, until Slater tests it against Wikimedia when he comes across some cash or a lawyer who's willing to go pro bono, I guess. But he says he's still pro keen to do bo-nobo. that. Pro bonobo. Pro <laughs> bonobo. That's right. Imagine if he could get a bonobo lawyer. Oh, he'd really have something then, wouldn't he? You know how they <laughs> solve all of their disputes. With love. With love. Yeah, so. Uh, the US Copyright Compendium seems to reference this case. They talk about uh, how works that lack human authorship cannot have copyright, and it uses an example saying a photograph taken by a monkey is their example in that. Wow. So, yeah, it feels like they're having a little shot at him too. Mm. Like that's like quite clearly saying, yeah, you don't have. So saying that he doesn't have the right or saying that the monkey That no right? one can if a photograph is taken by a monkey. Yeah, right. Um, so that's where that's come down. Well, that, I mean, that's, it hasn't been tested in court though. So It's, it's, and it's then so there's crazy. Also... You set up this system, you, you put all the stuff there. What if the monkey just steps on the, on the thing? I mean, the monkey was just, from the monkey's point of view, the monkey was looking at its reflection and enjoying a clicking yeah. sound. And he, I mean, uh, Slater adjusted it to get it in focus mm. and stuff. He did a lot of the work. Mm. He's at least the camera assistant yeah. on this job. Yeah. He needs a credit. Is he best boy? Maybe he's best boy. Best boy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where does that leave him in the court of law? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the best boys are entitled to. He I must get it, something off the back end. I always assume it's just a ruffling of the hair. The best boy, that's yeah. what they get at the end of the production. They yeah. don't get paid, they just get a ruffling. A little ruffling. Yeah, good, good on, on you, mate. fella. Ah, yeah, All right, run kid. along. <laughs> the rights to Slater's Life Story uh, last year were bought by Con- Conda Nast Entertainment. Condi Nast. Is that how you say it? I believe so. Uh, so this is all probably going to... Possibly being a, on the big screen someday, which I think could be a lot of fun. I mean, it could be anything. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a bloody legal minefield when they try and sh- show that selfie. That's right. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the report on this mini, very mini episode. Um, Thanks, and I'm sorry I did too many callbacks this episode. I really I enjoyed like. it. Thanks so much for being involved, Andy. <sighs> Maybe you could edit out some of the callbacks. I won't be doing that. No, um if anyone has a story that they think might make an interesting mini report like this, please email in at primatespod at gmail.com. Um, that email address will be in the description, as will our uh, Twitter w- handles. Twitter handles, social medias. Mm. They're all at primatespod, though. Andy, where can people find you? I would love to promote uh, my upcoming show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Magma, with Alistair Tremblay Birchall. That's where you can find me. They're in the Comedy Festival Guide. Can you squeeze in a Primates reference somewhere in the show? Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be... We're going to open the show with Primates <laughs> and then Magma. Oh, that, and we move on. that will get the crowd going. Yes. I could not recommend that show more highly. Two of the best comedy minds in the world of all time. And uh, if you sure. go along and see that, you are guaranteed the best night of your life. Thank you. Finally. Uh, also, I'll put your uh, Twitter handle in the uh, description as your Twitter is one of the best in the business also. Thanks, man. And you also have a podcast on this network. Yeah, Two in the Think Tank, again with Alistair Tremblay Birchall. And it's a fantastic podcast. Thank you very much. Well, you have a podcast on this network. That's I mean. true, and you should uh, listen in. This week's episode is a fantastic episode. And on Matt Do has Go also on. been on our podcast. That's right. Uh, I've been on, I think, three or four times. Yes. 
I always feel like I'm just sitting and watching, but which isn't real, ideal you, on a you, podcast. You're not, and every time you come on, I feel like you, you, you contribute a bit more than the last time as well. I should say that uh, this week's episode of Do Go On is, is one of my favourites of recent times. Uh, Jess did a report on the life of Elton John. I can't wait to uh, listen to it. It's a big, long episode, about two hours, and it, it's fascinating. I didn't know nearly anything about it, but uh, highly recommended. Please check that out. Hey, it's just Matt here interrupting my own show uh, to talk about our Patreon. Uh, we're part of the Do Go On Podcast Network, a mini network inside the Planet Broadcasting Network. And if you support us at patreon.com slash Pod, you get different rewards, uh, including bonus episodes and stuff like that. But also you get your favorite primates read out on the primates show, which is this bloody show. You understand. Uh, so here are a few of our patrons' favorite primates, uh, including Nick Thompson, whose favorite is the Japanese snow monkey because they have snowball fights for fun. And the uh, Japanese snow monkey, of course, is the, also known as the Japanese macaque or macaque. Hey, you macaque. Uh, thank you so much, Nick, for your support. Also, Emily Hutton. She says her maybe a favorite uh, pop culture monkey is Gunther from Futurama. But more importantly, my favorite species of monkey is the bonobo. Okay, obviously there she said monkey, but she meant ape. Doesn't matter. I won't hold that against you. The bonobo. Number one, what a name. So good. Number two, we share 98% of our DNA with them. It's a fact that I love. Uh, and they're basically as advanced slash intelligent as chimpanzees. In fact, I think they are, buddy. They're aka pygmy chimpanzees. She says, but without all the violence. Instead of violent patriarchal chimpanzee monkey society, ape society, their society is matriarchal and extremely sex-based, and most bonobos are pansexual and polyamorous. Nido, thank you so much for that. Emily, uh, Danny Murray, finally, his favorite is baboons. He says lots of different kinds of baboons, but I like he's just gone broad, broadly baboons as there are gangs of them that terrorise South Africa, stealing from people, and are at war with the locals. Crafty little bastards. Uh, thank you so much for that, Danny. Uh, also, Emily and Nick. Uh, if you have a favourite primate, well, your your timing is perfect, because I've just opened the poll for the primate of the year 2018. Some people are like, you don't do an end-of-year poll in the next year. Well, I say, of course you do. If you... Want to do a uh, end of year poll? You got to do it in the next year. If I did it like mid December, then who knows what kind of great apes you would have found in late December? So you got to do it at the end of the year into the following year, which is what I've done. Um, so if you go to the link in the description here, uh, I've shortlisted twenty primates who really stood out uh, in the first year of this show, and you can vote for those. If you uh, have a suggestion that isn't on the list, you can also add in that suggestion. Alternatively, already people have done that. So uh, click on the link below uh, in the description and vote for your favorite primate of 2018. It's a very important poll, maybe the most important poll you'll ever uh, be a part of. Anyway, back to me and Andy wrapping up the show. Andy, as we always finish the show with a little uh, primate-related sign-off, it's Rift at the Time. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Andy Matthews. And as we always say on Primates Podcast... Uh, we'll be back in the macaque uh, pack with the uh, apes of uh, fact. <laughs> That's so good.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 